Welcome to Is There Really Truth and Justice for All? with your host, Jeff Stein. This program really does uncover the sometime myth that all are innocent until proven guilty. The truth is that many innocent people are found guilty of a crime that they did not commit. We discuss the judicial system, its flaws, and where it could be made better. Now, here is Jeff Stein. Welcome to Episode 15 of Is There Really Truth and Justice for All? There are many wrongful arrests and convictions in the United States. This show, we try to address things that can be fixed and how. We will talk to victims of wrongful arrests and convictions, witnesses, people involved in the judicial process, and try to create an understanding that our current judicial system is not truth and justice for all. Anyone can become a victim to the judicial system because of false or coerced statements, ineffective assistance of counsel, lackadaisical police work, prosecutorial misconduct, jailhouse snitches, deceitful witnesses, mistaken identity, and even dishonest expert witnesses. Today I'm flying solo, and we have a lot to talk about. On previous episodes, I have gotten into a a lot of wrongful arrests and convictions in the United States and, and how they occurred, but did you know that there are over 2 million people in jail or prison in the United States today? That's more than any other domesticated country in the world. We also, not only do we incarcerate more people than any other country in the, in the, in the domestic country in the world, we also sentence them to longer sentences than any other domestic country in the world. There is no scientific formula that can be applied to how many are innocent, but it's believed to be anywhere from 2% to as much as 10%. Even on the low end, that equates to 40,000, or on the high end, it could be as much as 200,000 innocent men and women who have been wrongfully convicted. And that does not even include those who've been wrongfully charged of a crime either. So those numbers are much higher. What I mean by that is they may have been charged by a crime, they're going to trial, and they could be found innocent. They may have their, the charges may have been dropped. They could have been nullied. There could have been a plea. There, there could have been anything that, that occurs or that, that happens. But those people spend time in jail awaiting their trial. I've had clients who've been in prison or in jail for up to five years waiting a trial because of different delays. They terminated, they fired their attorney. They wanted someone different. So these people, while they're waiting for their trial, lose their time. The National Registry of Exoneration states there are over 2,500 exonerations, and that equals 22,109 years lost by all those people who are exonerated. Those are crazy numbers. Imagine how many more there are. And of those 47, of those 47 of the exonerees, have spent 30-plus years behind bars, wrongfully convicted. Could you imagine being convicted of a crime when you're 20 years old and you don't get out to your 50? 30 years. You can't get that time back, folks. It's lost. It's gone. For these very reasons, the defense must conduct its own investigation instead of relying on the investigation conducted by the prosecutorial team. These are things that I try to address. We try to talk about what can be fixed and how. As an investigator with over 30 years experience, I've worked with numerous attorneys on hundreds of cases. 
I see firsthand that an investigator can be key to advancing a winning defense, especially when there were when there were false or coerced statements, ineffective assistance of counsel, lackadaisical police work and prosecutorial misconduct. And that list goes on. If you have not listened to the previous podcast, please go back and listen, download them, listen when you're driving, when you're taking your winter vacation down south, when you're on an airplane flying, you just want to try to tune the kids out, whatever the case may be, tune in here at Voice America or whatever podcast platform you prefer. Is There Really Truth and Justice for All is listed and available on all major podcast platforms. You know, there's a lot of debates, political debates right now, because we're we're going into uh, an election year in 2020. Why is there not much addressed by politicians or elected officials or elected district attorneys on wrongful arrest and convictions? Folks, as I mentioned, there's tens of thousands, if not more, of wrongfully convicted people in prison. Yet, during political debates, why is it that none of this is mentioned? We are in the heat of the political debates as 2020 is a big election year. Ask your politicians where they stand on these issues. And again, people don't realize how this could affect not just the wrongfully accused, but their families, their loved ones, their place of employment. I mean, the list goes on and on. And then you have to think about out of all those people where we said there could be up to 200,000 wrongfully accused people, that means that there's over, or or there could be up to, I should say 200,000, there could be up to 200,000 people who are guilty but walking on the streets as a free man or a woman. And many of them are wanted for murder, should be wanted for murder. And they're just they're just walking around the streets with you and I could be your next door neighbor. So you really need to talk to your politicians and and ask them to get involved, because this is this is an important issue that until you're affected, you just blow it off. And people don't realize, you know, it's it's not just um, the inner city. It's it's not just gangbangers and drug dealers who get wrongfully convicted. It's it's anyone. It does not discriminate against race, religion, sex, or nationality. This is a problem that affects everyone. There are so many reality TV shows dedicated to this, and I, I've mentioned this before. Of course, we read about wrongful convicted people getting released from prison pretty much weekly now. But I have not heard of one peep about any of this during any of the local, state, or national elections. Now, I don't want to talk politics in the way of what party you are affiliated with or not. I really don't care. I just want more people to be educated on the misjustice of our system and to be able to work together to fix it and to help prevent these misfortune these misfortunes from occurring. You know, it, it's and this is nothing new. I mean, this is going on. This has been going on for years, and there, there's been a ton of um, uh, a ton of um, attention in the media when this happens, uh, especially now with social media and the internet. You know, it's it's much easier to bring it to the forefront of the people. 
but again, the politicians don't don't talk about it at all. Recently, I just watched the Brian Banks movie. Have any of you watched that? I'd love to hear if you if you watch the Brian Banks movie. Uh, shoot me an email, shoot me a text, uh, post on Facebook on, on the Is There Really Truth and Justice for All Facebook page. I'd really like to know what your thoughts are on, on the movie and about the Brian Banks story. For those who do not know what that is or what the Brian Banks movie is about, it is a true story about Brian Banks. He was a standout high school football star who ends up wrongfully convicted of a crime that he did not commit. He spent over a decade in prison and he, he was not, he tried appeals. He tried, he tried everything. Uh, he reached out to the innocence project, uh, in the beginning, uh, or during his incarceration, no one wanted to talk to him. Uh, it was, it was, uh, wasn't a murder, wasn't a homicide. Uh, the, the, the list goes on and on without I'm, I'm trying not to be a spoiler alert for the movie, uh, but he was eventually paroled. And, th- and this is all um, public information, but he was eventually paroled. And while he was on parole, he fought to have his name and case vindicated. And that is really difficult. It's not easy to do once you're convicted of a crime, especially that you got out. And especially when you take a plea, when you plea to something. And, and in this case, he, he pled really because he had ineffective assistance of counsel, which is what we're going to talk about a lot more on the on the on the show today. But he fought to have his name and his case vindicated, and, and it took him years. And he did get the Innocence Project involved. Uh, he was he was um, very tenacious. And I give him credit. I'd love to have him on the show. Uh, he's just amazing. He later became the oldest rookie to sign with an NFL football team. Unfortunately, he did not have a long NFL career. Sadly so, uh, as it is a shame as to what was taken from him for over a decade that he never can get back. He didn't have a good trial attorney on his case for his original trial. Um, I give that movie a thumbs up. So if you're interested in crime stories, wrongful conviction stories, or just a game of football and about somebody who never gave up on his dream. He at least got to play in some preseason games, and uh, he was signed by an NFL football team. Uh, I think he was 27 years old when he was signed. That's why I said he was the oldest rookie ever to be signed. I mean, truly an amazing story. Imagine doing over 10 years in prison, uh, finally getting out and, and fighting. And, and they, they, when you watch this movie, you see how they really tried to jam him up every step of the way. Nobody wanted to, to cooperate and to help. And, and that's what happens to these folks all the time. During my previous podcast, I've spent a lot of time talking about corrupt police investigations and or lackadaisical police work. Recently, I've been working on cases where my client's attorneys were later convicted of a crime. And in some cases, even when they were conducting their, their trials and their work, they were under investigation or on disciplinary review during their trials. I have a few active cases, so I can't get too much. I can't give too much information about these active cases um, with some of these attorneys. However, I can tell you that the crimes include theft, fraud, sex, child abduction, and more. And listeners, you can't make this stuff up. You just can't. 
Um, it's just, <laughs> it's those things. I've said before, all professions have some bad apples, even private investigators. And there are a few of them who have been arrested too for crimes. So nobody's exempt from this. But in any case, none of this is good for the client. A dishonest attorney is only setting the client up to have to file a post-conviction relief act claiming ineffectiveness of counsel. Then, as I have seen in many cases, the trial attorney gets on the stand and either lies or more commonly uses the catch-all phrase, not to my re- not to my recollection, not to my recollection. I was just at a PCRA hearing, post-conviction relief act hearing last week on a client of mine who's on death row. And I should have counted how many times the trial attorney said, I don't recall or not to my recollection. It had to have been at least 30 to 40 times, maybe more, maybe it was 50. But he just kept saying, not to my recollection. I don't recall, not to my recollection. I don't recall. So folks, this happens so often. Um, We're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back and we'll continue about attorneys who are charged with crimes and ineffective assistance of counsel. Be right back. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. ELPS Private Detective Agency is here to provide you with security and investigative services. Our specialties include criminal defense, surveillance, security consulting, loss prevention investigations, and more. ELPS Private Detective Agency is a dynamic team of professionals with over 30 years of experience. No case is too small, too large, or too difficult. We're licensed, bonded, and insured. Visit ELPSPDA.com on the web or call us at 877-SEE-THAT. ELPS Private Detective Agency. Fighting theft, fraud, and crime, one case at a time. PI Magazine is the most respected magazine of the professional investigator, featuring stories and articles on current topics and issues written by professional investigators and leading experts in the profession. Real equipment reviews from top surveillance investigators with years of experience. PI Magazine offers investigative tips and practical advice for the newly licensed to the seasoned veteran investigator. Catch up on recommended sources, vendors, and professional services. Don't miss a single issue of PI Magazine. Subscribe today at PIMagazine.com. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Is There Really Truth and Justice for All? To reach Jeff Stein or his guest today, please call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or you can send an email to jstein at elpspda.com. Now, back to Is There Really Truth and Justice for All? Welcome back to Is There Really Truth and Justice for All? We were just talking about uh, some attorneys and some of the cases that I'm working on. 
I want to take a few minutes and talk about some headlines from the news about attorneys sentenced and or charged with a crime. You're going to find this mind-blowing. As I started doing some additional research, not just on my cases, but um, and some of these are my cases. I won't I won't point out which one um, or or that I have a client who's being who was represented by one of these attorneys. But there are so many. It's amazing. And I'll give you the year, kind of the headline, and maybe a little brief recap. And when you hear this, folks, the, the, the reason why I'm trying to share this is just to show you there's many different reasons for wrongful convictions. And I've talked about so many other things. And, and this is another, is ineffectiveness of trial attorneys, of counsel. So in 2017, a Philadelphia attorney was sentenced to 42 months in prison for laundering drug proceeds and witness tampering. Uh, the attorney, who was 65 years old of a, a city in New Jersey, was sentenced to 42 months in prison, followed by 18 months of supervised release by U.S. District Judge Roger W. Titus. Judge Titus also imposed a $15,000 fine. A federal jury had convicted Farrell on February 2, 2017, for money laundering, witness tampering, and obstruction of official proceedings in connection with his activities on behalf of of a drug trafficking organization. Can you imagine that? Um, well, I guess he was good for, uh, for his certain clients until he got caught. 2019, Cobb County attorney sentenced for stealing client settlement checks. Cobb County Judge Robert Flournoy sentenced attorney Richard Merritt to serve 15 years of a 30-year sentence for stealing nearly 500000 in legal settlements from his clients. 2019, disbarred lawyer gets jail for stealing client funds. A disbarred Alabama lawyer has been sentenced to 12 months in jail for stealing client funds. Here's one from 2014. Lawyer sentenced for stealing client funds. Gomer Thomas Williams, 54 at that time, of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, was sentenced to 24 months in prison in order to pay restitution for a scheme to defraud clients of the legal firm where he worked. 2019, former Albany attorney sentenced to 68 months for defrauding, defrauding clients, law firm, uh, defor defrauding the clients of the law firm. Albert Hesburgh III, age 64, a disbarred attorney residing in Slingerlands, New York. I never heard of Slingerlands. I don't know where that is. New York was sentenced for, to 68 months in prison for stealing at least $2 million in the course of defrauding his former clients and law firm. Can you imagine? $2 million he stole. This is an attorney. 2019. Wichita attorney sentenced. A disbarred Wichita attorney was sentenced Friday morning after he pleaded guilty to swindling an elderly client. I have a real soft spot for, for the elderly and, and the handicap. So when you hear about people taking advantage of, of handicap and, and elderly folks, that's really low on, on my list. That's to me, it's just extremely low. Larry Toomey was sentenced to two years of probation for stealing $961,897.25 from a 104-year-old client with dementia. 
If he breaks probation, he can see up to 26 months behind bars. First of all, I find it fascinating that he was put on probation for stealing almost a million dollars from a 104-year-old woman. Actually, I don't know if it was a woman. 104-year-old client with dementia. Most people get caught for stealing a million dollars. They're doing prison time. How did this guy just get probation? And and that kind of goes in with um, some other things that I've talked about before. And if we have time, maybe I'll circle back to that, which I just don't understand. 2019, Stanford defense attorney charged with witness tampering. Stanford criminal defense attorney Darnell Crossland has been arrested and charged with witness tampering. 2019, attorney arrested on assault, resisting a public officer charged in Blowing Rock. A local attorney was arrested on two misdemeanor charges in Blowing Rock over the weekend. I don't know where Blowing Rock is. Herbert Howard Pierce of Canover is charged with one misdemeanor count each of assault on a female and resisting a public officer, according to a report from the Blowing Rock Police Department. So here you have an attorney who who was arrested. He was beating a female and resisting arrest. 2018, Pittsburgh defense attorney arrested on drug-related charges. 2019, Milwaukee defense lawyer arrested at courthouse is charged with battery and stalking of ex-girlfriend. A Milwaukee defense lawyer arrested in the courthouse Friday has been charged with abuse, threatening, and stalking an ex-girlfriend. Again, here's a criminal defense lawyer, and he was arrested for threatening, stalking, and abusing. 2014, criminal defense attorney arrested for child sexual assault. Jeez. Police arrested a criminal defense attorney at the Dallas County Courthouse on, on Wednesday. Uh, and, and again, when I say on Wednesday, on Friday, that's during the month that these, the month and the year that these incidents occurred. I'm just, just reading the snippets from it. Michael Edward Harsima was charged with sexual assault of a child. He's a criminal defense attorney who has practiced law in the state since the early 90s. This was in 2014. He's a criminal defense attorney who has practiced law since the early 90s. And he was charged with sexual assault of a child. Attorney arrested on child sex crime, still representing others. This is this is him still. Uh, attorney arrested on child sex crime, still representing others with similar accusations. A week after a Waco lawyer was arrested on child sex crimes, he's still representing clients charged with similar crimes. Attorney Kyle Lehman's defense attorney, Robert Callahan, says Lehman has the right to keep practicing, which he does. He has every right uh, until proven guilty. He is still allowed to practice law at this point. He still has the same rights that are afforded to every other person under the Constitution. Lehman is facing three charges of criminal solicitation of a minor for sex. Folks, the problem with this stuff is that when, when this happens... They're representing you. Now you're found guilty. You got to go back and try to appeal that you had an attorney who was arrested and and you got to try to explain why and how that affected your own case. 2017, a suspended attorney convicted of taking daughter on the run. 
a suspended, here we go again on another criminal defense attorney, a suspended criminal defense attorney in Pennsylvania has been convicted of defying a court-ordered custody arrangement by taking her five-year-old daughter on the run for more than a month. Can you imagine that? Listeners, I can't stress this enough. Do your homework on your attorney. Review any disciplinary charges they may have. This stuff is, is public records. Google their names. Ask for references. Do your homework. It's really important that you do your homework. These things um, become big issues, and it's hard to overcome them. Um, I, I'm just going to uh, – you know what? We will circle back to this. Um, we're going to take a real quick break, and as soon as we come back, I'm going to get into a little bit more about the Philadelphia attorney who was sentenced to 42 months in prison for laundering drug uh, proceeds and witness tampering. We'll be right back. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. PI Magazine is the most respected magazine of the professional investigator, featuring stories and articles on current topics and issues written by professional investigators and leading experts in the profession. Real equipment reviews from top surveillance investigators with years of experience. PI Magazine offers investigative tips and practical advice for the newly licensed to the seasoned veteran investigator. Catch up on recommended sources, vendors, and professional services. Don't miss a single issue of PI Magazine. Subscribe today at PIMagazine.com. ELPS Private Detective Agency is here to provide you with security and investigative services. Our specialties include criminal defense, surveillance, security consulting, loss prevention investigations, and more. ELPS Private Detective Agency is a dynamic team of professionals with over 30 years of experience. No case is too small, too large, or too difficult. We're licensed, bonded, and insured. Visit ELPSPDA.com on the web or call us at 877-SEE-THAT. ELPS Private Detective Agency. Fighting theft, fraud, and crime, one case at a time. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to Is There Really Truth and Justice for All? To reach Jeff Stein or his guest today, please call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or you can send an email to jstein at elpspda.com. Now, back to Is There Really Truth and Justice for All? Welcome back to Is There Really Truth and Justice for All? So we were just talking about all these these headlines. And, you know, I, I said I can't really stress enough to the clients and to the listeners to do your homework on your attorney, um, but also to the general public who may at one point in time be called upon to be a juror. These are important things to keep in mind that 
law enforcement, as we talked about, the prosecutors, district attorneys, the attorneys, private investigators, not everybody is going to tell you the truth and do the right thing all the time. There is unfortunately a lot of bad apples um, that just come to mind. And um, as much as I have discussed on the past 14 shows about lackadaisical police work, prosecutorial misconduct, jailhouse snitches, deceitful witnesses, mistaken identity, and even dishonest expert witnesses, this episode points out that there are other circumstances that can cause a wrongful conviction. And I'm sure my law enforcement friends, especially you, Mike, uh, you're probably working out right now and, and I'm sure you're listening, but you guys will be happy that I am bringing this episode to you all. So you understand that there are many instances of ineffective assistance of counsel. And please note, they do not need to have a criminal record or be charged with a crime to fall under that category. The headlines that I mentioned are the extreme. And, you know, I want to say attorneys are my number one client, um, especially when they're they're representing my clients or or mutual clients. So I'm not saying that this this holds true uh, for all client for all attorneys, just like I always use the caveat. I am pro law enforcement. I am pro criminal defense attorneys. I am pro attorneys. But there are bad apples out there. and, And these bad apples cause some of these issues and some of these problems. And, you know, folks, I was just reading you um, headlines. You can Google this. You can find them. There are thousands of them out there, most of them, you know, from 2019 that I was reading. But you can keep going and going and going. And so it's it's really, it's, it's important to understand that lawyers who commit crimes, there should be disciplinary consequences. And sometimes they get away with a lot of stuff. So um, lawyers convicted of criminal offenses not only face penal sanctions, but not surprisingly, are also subject to professional discipline. And it's essential um, to understand that crimes that attorneys commit into three categories for purposes of discipline, felonies, and and this is a general, um, just kind of in general. So this could this could vary state to state. I mean, every state's got their own laws. But in general, there is felonies warranting uh, automatic disbarment upon conviction. There are serious crimes which mandate or could mandate mandate immediate um, interim suspension pending the outcome of the disciplinary proceedings, uh, hearing or you know, in a mitigation um, to determine the sanctions subject. Uh, to the uh, appellate division or whatever uh, the right dis- um, disciplinary uh, board is, uh, court, to show that there's good cause and all other crimes, the conviction of which may give rise to standard disciplinary proceedings. Uh, crime is defined as conviction of a felony or a misdemeanor. And the, the roles of these different um, departments set forth various standards and procedures with respect to criminal convictions and subsequent disciplinary actions. And again, they're going to be different from state to state. So keep that in mind. You know, I had mentioned the Philadelphia attorney uh, in 2017 that was sentenced to 42 months in prison for laundering drug proceeds and and witness tampering. And I'm just going to read a, a couple things. He was imposed a $15,000 fine, 
for money laundering, witness tampering, and obstruction of official proceedings in connection with his activities on behalf of a drug trafficking organization. The sentence was announced by um, the U.S. State Attorney, uh, United States Attorney in the District of Maryland. So it involved several different, I guess, field divisions, the special agent um, in charge of the Drug Enforcement Administration, the Philadelphia Field Office Acting Special Agent in Charge, Thomas J. Uh, Holloman of the Internal Revenue Service, Criminal Investigations, Washington, D.C. Field Office, Chief J. Thomas Manager of the Montgomery County Police Department, Chief Hank Stawinski of the Prince George County Police Department, Chief Terrence B. Sheraton of the Baltimore County Police Department, and Commissioner Kevin Davis of the Baltimore Police Department. And the jury's verdict and evidence that supported it show that the attorney not only aided drug trafficking, but betrayed his professional obligations as a member of the bar and officer of the court, said the acting U.S. Attorney Stephen M. Uh, Shenning. And it was a 15-day trial. And he was finally, uh, he was admitted to law in, in Pennsylvania and New Jersey and, and maintained a law office in Philadelphia. So it was, um, there was a, a lot of evidence. It took, uh, I think, agents seized more than 80 pounds of marijuana, 30 cell phones, and tally sheets showing over 14 million in marijuana sales, among other items. These are some extreme acts that some of the attorneys do. So, Keep in mind, do your homework like I mentioned. <clears throat> Specializing in criminal defense work, I understand that not all of my clients are innocent. In fact, many are not. But through good old detective work, I uncover every stone searching for the facts. And that's what is there really truth and justice for all, is to help identify what the real facts are, what the true facts are. And what the facts identify is what they what they identify just becomes an uphill battle when you were in the appeal stage or post-relief conviction act because all the cards are stacked against the inmate and the prosecution does not want to hear what the truth is and will do everything they can to hide it and or, and or try to make you believe it's not true. And I've said this before, and, and this to me is just, it's one of those one of those things that just keeps coming back and coming back. It should be a joint effort, especially when there, there's a PCRA he- hearing, there's an appeal. Uh, even during the trial, you know, there's always two sides fighting against each other. You got the, the, the defense side and, and the prosecution. And it's like a football game, right? Who's going to win the game? So for all the football fans, baseball fans, hockey fans, whatever, whatever sport you're into, you know, one team wants to win. The other team is going to lose. When it comes to criminal defense cases, why is there so much adversary fighting going on? Why isn't there more of a, hey, let's let's get to the bottom of this. Let's try to figure out what's going on and work together instead of trying to throw mud and dirt at each other. And really, it's just it becomes it becomes drama. Uh, and and I, I see this all the time. I just saw it last week in court. There's so much stuff that show and dictate that there's somebody who is potentially 
in prison for a crime they didn't commit. In this particular case, I feel 110 positive, 110% positive that the client is innocent. I have identified witnesses that were able to, to say he was home at the time. I was able to identify who the, the true killer is. Um, all this comes to play, and yet the prosecution wants to try to impeach all these different statements and say, oh, no, he did it. Why don't they turn around and say, you know what, Jeff, where'd you get your information from? And, and they have it. But, you know, let's go out and talk to these people be, before the hearing. Let's go and, and, and not to try to intimidate them, but try to get to the truth. Because there's a difference in a football game when the score is 28-21, 28-27, 21 nothing. doesn't matter what the score is. Somebody wins. When you're talking about somebody's life, somebody who's innocent and, and knowing that we have so many wrongfully convicted people convicted of a crime. And, and I mentioned earlier that it's anywhere from on the low end, 40,000 to the high end, as much as 200,000 innocent men and women. Why aren't both teams working together to try to identify what really took place? who the real um, criminal is, who's guilty of that, instead of trying to fight like it's a football game and it's the bottom, it's, it's the end of the, the fourth quarter and there's you know a minute left and they're going to try to throw a Hail Mary. This isn't about a Hail Mary. This is somebody's life. And what I mentioned before, it's not just that person, that one person's life. It's all of their family members. It's their young children. It's their children who never, Got to got to see their their mother and father, um, you know, witness their their football games, their baseball games, their dance recitals, their high school graduation, their sweet sixteen birthday party, all these different things. Their family, their their father, their mother, miss that because they were wrongfully convicted. And let me stress, I I, I firmly believe that somebody should be held responsible for their crimes if they committed a crime and they're guilty truly guilty, they should be charged and whatever the, the true sentence should be, they should do their time. But it doesn't mean that we should try to make them guilty because we, when I say we, because they want to increase their, their, um, their record, you know, that they have a 90%, 98% conviction record. Uh, they solve all their crimes because they become politically motivated. It becomes um, a career changer. You know, they, they go from one unit to the next. So there's a lot that comes into play with all that. And we'll talk a little bit more. Uh, we're going to take a quick break to hear from our sponsors and as soon as we're done, uh, as soon as their commercial breaks over, we'll resume with Is There Really Truth and Justice for All? Be right back. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. PI Magazine is the most respected magazine of the professional investigator, featuring stories and articles on current topics and issues written by professional investigators and leading experts in the profession. 
real equipment reviews from top surveillance investigators with years of experience. PI Magazine offers investigative tips and practical advice for the newly licensed to the seasoned veteran investigator. Catch up on recommended sources, vendors, and professional services. Don't miss a single issue of PI Magazine. Subscribe today at PIMagazine.com. a member yet sign up now to become a member of voice america it's always free and easy plus you get to take advantage of some great member benefits get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels keep track of your favorite episodes shows and hosts in your own customizable library find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites plus you get insider access with our newsletter membership gives you more sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right The future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today. You are listening to Is There Really Truth and Justice for All? To reach Jeff Stein or his guest today, please call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or you can send an email to jstein at elpspda.com. Now, back to Is There Really Truth and Justice for All? Welcome back to Is There Really Truth and Justice for All? I was reading an article um, not too long ago, um, Bar Council, The Pearls of Misdemeanor, Serious Crimes, and Moral Turpitude by Joyce E. Peters. And it, it's, um, it was written for the D.C. Bar. I, w- I want to read um, some of this because I think it's, it's pretty informative about what we're talking about and Again, this is an article that was written by Joyce E. Peters, and she goes on to say that over the past 10 years, the Office of Bar Counsel, unfortunately, has had to initiate disciplinary action in about 11 or 12 cases each year against lawyers convicted of criminal offenses. This is approximately 2 to 3 percent of the workload of the Office of, the, of Bar Counsel. I say unfortunately not because we feel sorry for the lawyers or dislike handling these cases, but because we are disappointed that some lawyers, despite their training to uphold and enforce the law, fail. The most common crimes committed by lawyers involve theft, fraud, typically mail or wire fraud, and bribery. Many of these crimes result in felony convictions. Sometimes the lawyer negotiates a plea to a lesser included offense and pleads guilty to a misdemeanor. In this situation, however, the disciplinary consequences for the lawyer 
can still be quite serious. Even with a misdemeanor, disciplinary authorities must determine whether the misdemeanor is a serious crime, whether it involves moral uh, turpitude on its facts, and depending upon the answers to those questions, what sanction is appropriate. In the final analysis, the facts and circumstances of the misdemeanor offenses, rather than its label, will determine how severe the sanction is. And she talks about um, some rules um, of the, the rules governing the District of Columbia bar deals with disciplinary proceedings based upon conviction of a crime pursuant to um, rules, uh, certain rules. Lawyers licensed in the District of Columbia are required to file with the court and board within 10 days from the date of such finding of guilty or plea of nolo contendere, a certified copy of the court record or docket entry of the finding or plea. Similarly, if bar counsel learns of the conviction of an attorney, bar counsel is required to promptly attain a certified copy of the court record or docket entry of the finding or plea and transmit it to the court, to the board. Significantly, it is the conviction that triggers these reporting requirements, not sentencing as a matter of practice. Bar counsel will often file evidence of a conviction or plea prior to sentencing. After this filing is made, the court examines the certified court record to determine whether the attorney should be immediately suspended pending disposition of the matter. The question for the court is whether the plea or conviction involves a serious crime. The distinction between a felony and a misdemeanor becomes important at this point. The term serious crime shall include, one, any felony, two, any any other crime, and a necessary element of which, as determined by the statutory or common law definition of such crime, involves improper conduct as an attorney, interference with the administration of justice, false swearing, misrepresentation, fraud, willful willful failure to file income tax returns, deceit, bribery, extortion, misappropriation, theft, or an attempt or conspiracy or solicitation of another to commit a serious crime. If a crime is a serious crime as defined in Section 10B Rule 1110C provides that the court shall enter an order immediately suspending the attorney, notwithstanding the pendency of an appeal. Thus, if the crime qualifies as a serious crime, the attorney is suspended immediately and the temporary suspension continues until the disciplinary matter is resolved. Unlike a felony, however, that always results in an immediate suspension. A misdemeanor is not captured within the definition of serious crime, unless it includes one of the elements listed in the second part of the definition. Some of these elements, such as improper conduct as an attorney or interference with the administration of justice, may require judicial interpretation. Other elements, such as bribery, extortion, or theft, are more uh, concrete and may be explicitly included in the crime's definition. In every In every case, Bar Council recommends to the court whether the elements of particular offenses meet the serious serious crime requirements of the rules. Keep in mind, this is District of Columbia. 
If the crime is found to be a serious crime, causing the attorney to be immediately suspended, the court refers the case to the Board of Professional Responsibility, and the board initiates a formal proceeding to determine if the offense involves moral turpitude within the meeting of Section 112503A of the District of Columbia Code. Section 112503A, 2001, provides in part, when a member of the bar of the District of Columbia Court of Appeals is convicted of an offense involving moral turpitude and a certified copy of the conviction is presented to the court, the court shall, pending final determination of an appeal from the conviction, suspend the member from the bar from practice. If a final judgment of conviction is certified to the court, the name of the member of the bar so convicted shall be struck from the role of the members of the bar and such person shall thereafter cease to be a member. To assist the board determining to assist the board in determining whether an offense involves moral turpitude, the court adopted the dictionary definition of moral turpitude in Rick uh, Collins stating the term moral turpitude has less than an less than a finite definition. We therefore set out a model to assist the board. If the crime is one involving moral turpitude, it is because the act denounced by the state, by the statute, offends the generally accepted moral code of mankind. The definition of moral turpitude given in Tubov Law Dictionary is as follows. An act of baseness, villainous, or depravity in the private and social duties which a man owes to his fellow men or to socially uh, society, excuse me, to his fellow men or to society in general, contrary to the accepted and customary rule of right and duty between man and, and man. Um, it, this, this article goes on and on. I'm not going to read the entire article, but the, the, the gist is um, there's, there's so much that goes on with, attorneys who are convicted and they're saying in in dc there's two to three percent of the attorneys which is a small percentage but when you look at two to three percent and you got to wonder how many cases do they do a year so do they do 20 a year 50 a year 100 to 100 a year now multiply that that just really it starts to add up quite a bit so you have to understand that when you have one bad apple, and like I say, you know, when it's 2% or 3%, just like I've mentioned with Philadelphia Police Department, when you have some bad apples and you have one detective um, on the narcotics unit or on the homicide unit who's corrupt, they may have two, 300 arrests a year. Over a course of a, of a career, you're looking at thousands of arrests that really need to come under scrutiny. And it's the same with these attorneys. And that's the ones that get caught and convicted. You know how many don't get caught and convicted? And there's so many things that um, district attorneys get away with. I've mentioned this before numerous times, but Brady violations. Brady violation is a slap on the wrist. They, they don't lose their license. So they, they purposely withhold information and it's okay. But when the criminal defense attorney withholds information, they could lose their law license. When a private investigator withholds information, commits a, commits a fraud like that, they can lose their license. But the district attorneys have this immunity, which really 
needs to be looked into. This this makes no sense to me whatsoever. So again, do your homework. Understand that when you have attorneys, when there's ineffectiveness, um, ineffective um, assistance of counsel, and you're found guilty, it is an uphill battle to try to overcome that and to prove that the attorney was ineffective. And what's interesting, and just to sort of put this in perspective, I mentioned before that it's very adversarial, right? It's the criminal defense attorney against the prosecutor or the district attorney. However, when there's a PCRA, that first trial, that first um, criminal defense trial attorney, he now switches sides and, and, and he's on the side of the prosecution, and the prosecutor is his best friend. And the prosecutor is going to make it look like he did everything right because he's the good guy. Before he was the bad guy, now he's the good guy. And the attorney who's representing the client with the Post-Conviction Relief Act uh, or the appeal who's trying to say that there was a um, ineffectiveness of counsel, it, it becomes a, a merry-go-round, Right. Who's right? Who's wrong? Who's on first? Who's on second? They, they totally, they, they switch sides. So hopefully attorneys, prosecutors, you guys can come together and work together to identify the truth and put your egos aside and say, look, he's not guilty. And this is why he's not guilty and try to identify who the guilty person is, because we all want to put that bad guy in jail. He deserves to be in jail. If he committed murder, he committed rape. He's a big time drug dealer. That person needs to do the time, not the wrongfully convicted. With that, we are going to close the show. Um, Thanksgiving's coming up. I hope everybody has a great Thanksgiving. Um, My, Better Half has a birthday coming up. Um, Happy birthday, Tina. I hope you have a great day. For our listeners, thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, please consider giving it a five-star review on whatever podcast platform you use to listen. As we continue to increase our listener base, we appreciate your positive reviews. Thank you all and have a great day. Thank you for listening to Is There Really Truth and Justice for All? We can be heard Wednesdays at 8 a.m. Pacific Time and 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Please join host Jeff Stein for another edition of the program next week. 